on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions Of modern society and welcome To motherfucking reality guys, Today, we have Q and AF That is where you submit your cues and I give you the AFs. Where do they submit the cues, DJ? Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. That's course. where you email them in. It could be about anything, too. Like, yeah. whatever. If, if it's a terrible well, question, I just want to answer it. I say not anything. I yeah, mean. I mean, it could be about anything. We just choose not to answer it. Right? <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, for those of you who this is your first time listening, the show grows at a rapid pace, so I always like to give the lay of the land to start the show. Unlike many other inferior podcasts that exist out there, uh, we have multiple formats of the kind of show that we do, okay? So you might tune in today and get Q&AF. You might tune in tomorrow and get CTI. CTI is cruise the internet. So we sort of blend this personal development with uh, what's going on in society. We like to point out these crazy headlines that are going on in the world, the division that's going on in the world, the hate that's going on in the world. We like to deduce what actual truth there is. And then we talk about the base problem and how it should be solved. And Q&AF relates right into that. Because when we talk about all these problems, when we get to the base level of what needs to be solved, it's always the same thing. We need to raise our standards. We need to be better people. We need to set better examples. And uh, unless we do that, things will never change. Then sometimes you're going to tune in and we're going to do a real talk, which is a short, high energy, usually a burst of content. And sometimes it's a, you know, something you want to hear. Sometimes it's something you may not enjoy hearing, uh, but we try to keep it real here so that we can all move forward. Then we have full length episode, which is more like a traditional podcast that most of you guys tune into where uh, my guests who are successful in some sort, who have uh, good opinions or views or maybe even the opposite views of what we have here. Um, just to have discussion, man. And uh, most importantly, break down what these incredible people have done so that we can show you guys that they're really not that incredible, uh, or at least they weren't when they started, just like most of us weren't. Um, and that you could be that great too by just, you know, following the kind of things that we talk about on the show. So that's the basis of the show. And we do have a fee for the show. The fee is very simple. Um, if you like the show, if it taught you something, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it was entertaining, if it was worth your fucking time, we ask that you please share the show. Okay, we could run ads on this show. Uh, we could run ads for the show. We don't do that because I am a believer in traditional value exchange. I also don't want to answer anybody with sponsorships. So the message is more important to me. I could make a lot of money doing this show and I leave a lot on the table so I can keep the message pure and I can keep the show pure. So I'd appreciate if you guys would really support the show and help us grow it because that's the only way the show grows. We've been able to maintain a very, 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 very elite high level podcast ranking uh, for, you know, since 2015. Um, and it's all on word of mouth. So I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of you guys who share the show. And I just want to remind you that that's an important aspect of what we do here. All right. With that being said, today we have Q&AF. Um, I got a cue for you though. Yeah. Yeah. So did did uh 
Did you make it out of that police confrontation that you had yesterday? Yeah, dude. It was, I'm so surprised. Yeah, like, like, I mean, what did you know? You, black they didn't, dude they didn't shoot you. Yeah, black dude, biker dude, got a gun on him, and, and I, they didn't. I'm alive, and like, they didn't like accuse no. you of stealing the bike. Yeah, no, no, none of that. Or they didn't just shoot you. Didn't even get a ticket, bro. They, you didn't even get a ticket. Didn't even get a ticket, man. That, bro, you're now we know you're lying. It's outliers, man. Yeah, man. that's a lie. It was, it was crazy. So you mean like you tr <laughs> you treated the cop with respect? Yeah, I complied. I didn't, and he didn't shoot you. I, I took a, a, a responsibility and I held myself accountable for my actions. Well, yeah, dude, it was, that's amazing. It blew my fucking mind. Yeah, me too. Like it, it, now, now, granted, I mean, it did start off a little weird. I, I did did leave a little poop stain on the seat because it, it was a little weird at first. But again, you, like you did, you know, did you wipe it off? Yeah, it's good now. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was coming on my way back up from. Did uh, the cop say anything about your poop stain? No, he, I didn't he smell he, it. I didn't get off the bike, so he, oh. yeah, it wouldn't. So problem. you had the smell trapped. Yes, got yeah, it. I hit it, and then so I if when you get up, that would have wafted out, probably killed the cop. Then you would have been in jail for there, fucking ever. There's assault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, assault Good thing on, on, the, on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so no, man, I was on my way back up from uh, from Memphis, just solo riding. I'm cruising, listening to some uh, System of a Down. Right, I'm fucking jamming. And you know, like on two lane highways, right? Like there's always this motherfucker who likes to fucking block oh, yeah. the left lane, right? And so I'm like, I'm waiting for this guy to fucking part the Red Sea so I can, you know, get back to my cruise, right? I got like 20 miles left before I got to stop for gas. And fucking he parts and I fucking, I get going, right? And get up, get back up to my cruising speed. And which was what? I'm not going to like, in, in, uh, incriminate have, myself. Did it have two digits or three digits? It was three digits. Okay. Yeah, it was three digits for sure. <laughs> so we have a black man on a stolen motorcycle. <laughs> Driving three digits speed yeah. with shit on the seat, yeah, right. <laughs> and you survived. How'd you do it? So, dude, no. So as soon as I, I mean, I, when I got going, he was coming the opposite direction, on the other side of the highway. And I see the fucking truck, and I see highway patrol, right? And we had just passed. You know the little, little like uh, the medians where you can like you know change switch sides, mm -hmm. emergency yeah, off the ramp, yeah. Right. He fucking passes that up, but I see him fucking slam on his brakes and pulls off to the like, side of the highway, right? In my mind, I'm like, yeah, no fucking way. He can't catch me. He's already passed a little fucking merger thing. He just goes through the grass. Dude, I'm, no, I mean, he had the, the, the cable thing, right? This oh, This motherfucker got it, got it. reverses on the wrong side <laughs> to flip around. And in my mind still, I'm like, there's no fucking way he can get me, right? And so I'm watching, you know, the mirrors on the bike are pretty small, mm -hmm. right? So I'm looking in fucking mirrors, right, the whole time. I'm doing like 75 at this time. And That's I your see, mistake. Right, right. Your I should have just kept going. No. Well, the mistake <laughs> is you go faster. <laughs> so, dude, I'm fucking looking at my mirrors, bro, and I'm I, seeing cars you just You all fucking... kinds of interesting things for me. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you got some experience in I this. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, as I'm rolling, and I see these fucking cars just parting the fucking Red Sea. I see this little black dot. Oh, man. And I'm like, fuck. Nah, can't be, right? Wait. And sure shit, it's, it's fucking him. I'm like, fuck, man. Like... Damn, you know what I'm saying? So we pull over. Black man can't catch a break. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> just fucking depressing me. You know what I'm saying? And so I pull over. And, you know, he didn't even pull up behind me like they normally do on traffic stops, right? He just ran you over. He pulled, no, he pulls right in front of my fucking bike to block me, right? Like, he's in the fucking, we're, like, he's blocking traffic. He pulls right in front of me, gets oh, out. Oh, he was pissed. He's like, give me your keys. And I'm like, well, I don't, the bike doesn't have a key. It has a five. He's like, give me that. I'm like. Listen, man, I'm not gonna go nowhere. Like he was like, no problem, no problem. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my key for you. Give him my five. He gets back in his truck, and then he pulls back behind me like a normal traffic stop. Yeah, gets out. I'm like, hey, listen, sorry. He's like, 
I know I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You, like, you just told him. Yeah, that. I'm talking. About, he's that's like, well, how, how fast do you think you, you were do going, it, dude? Yeah, he's like, how fast do you think I think you were going? I'm like, well, I'm gonna be honest. I got 90 plus or minus 10, maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, 111. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> he's like, you got your ID, and so we got to start going through all of that. And but again, it was it was respectful. I accept the responsibility. It, right? I told him I was armed. Right? He's yeah. like, all right, don't reach for it. I'm like, don't plan on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It, we we left, ended off with a handshake. He told me, he was like, hey, well, there's probably a couple more down the road, so I'd, I'd tell you to slow down. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I did uh, I did the speed limit the entire rest of the trip home. Because <laughs> there definitely were well, some more out crazy, there, Well, it's crazy, dude, how, like, when you, like, you know, like, just say, hey, I was in the wrong. Yeah. I shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. Like, like, like hey. I'm not going to lie. Why you pull me? I'm not going to start all of that. Like, yeah. there's no point. I know why you pulled me yeah. over. I'm actually surprised that you caught me because I yeah. didn't think you were gonna come. Like I thought you were like cool. Bro, one time, that one. one time I told I told you this story before, but I've never told the story on the show. One time I was driving at the old house. You know, I have all those back roads at the old house. Oh. They were like a little track. Oh you yeah, know? decent roads too. I mean, yeah, nice. I had a like I was driving Lamborghini and uh, I was driving. Two digits? How I drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I always have my fucking carry on the on the uh seat. Yeah, on the passenger seat. Yeah. 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 And uh fuck it. Woman cop pulls me over and uh she said, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, Yeah, because I let you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ticket. <laughs> you about to lose your job. Yeah, I got a ticket. Yep. And you know what? And I, my buddies were on the police force uh, there in uh, in the municipality I lived in. And I'm like, hey man, is this is this chick cool? And they were like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right. And then you know what's funny? I actually saved that same lady like two weeks later from yep. a fucking confrontation. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty funny. Anyhow. I mean, just being a good person. Neither here nor way. there. Yeah, but you're welcome. <laughs> right. right. You know what? I'm happy. I, I don't care if I if you got a ticket for something I did. I'm fucking right with that. If you got me, you got me. That's it. That's how I, I was feel. fully prepared. Bro, that's for him how to I come feel about it. And give I'm me like, a I'm like, dude, if you, if you fucking got me, you got me. That's it. That's it. I, I mean, I was hoping like, okay, maybe hopefully he works with me. Don't write me fucking you know for yeah, going yeah. forty over. I'm yeah. using my license. Yeah. Right. Like, help me out. But I will take it. I, yeah. I will take the. Me and Jason got pulled over. Yeah, we, were, we were on a rally. We were going across Texas. Oh, BLM uh, rally? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. We were going to. We were going to BLM rally. Gotcha. Yeah, really fast <laughs> <laughs> across the state of Texas, and uh, and we may or may not have been uh, extremely hungover. Yeah. And we got pulled over by a Texas State Highway Patrol. Oh man. And uh, we were going really fast. <laughs> Real fast. Four digits. Yes. Four, <laughs> all the digits. Uh, he wrote us for ninety, but I was I appreciated that. Right, that's he's like, like I, he's like I got to write this for ninety, otherwise I got to take you to jail. I'm yeah. like I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. give me two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, hey, we got Q and A. Yeah, we F. got. I got I got some good ones for you, bro. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got some good ones for <laughs> you, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm just happy to, to still be alive. And Me black, too, man. You know I'm, I'm glad. I'm, you know, I, I sent I sent Andy the the I took a picture. I, hopefully, I, I mean, I was hoping that that didn't fucking get me fucked up, but I took a picture. I like took a selfie. I'm like, yo, we're all good though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right, man. Well, I got some good ones for you. All right. Let's knock these out, Andy. Question number one. Uh, I've been told my entire life 
that I should never compare myself to anyone. Be authentic, be genuine, and don't worry about what other people are doing. But in your experience, are there any benefits or healthy ways or reasons to compare yourself to other people? I think it's important to... I don't think that the idea of not compare... People say comparison is the thief of joy, right? And, and Ed, um, Ed Milet talks about this a lot, like zero comparison. And uh, generally, I agree with that. Like, I yeah. think it's a good idea. I think that whenever you, um, you know, on day-to-day life, like people get caught up in looking, especially in business, like you have your, your you know, other businesses that are at the same level you are and you're constantly like looking over there, looking mm-hmm. over here and looking over there and then looking over here again. And like, right. it's just a very strong distraction. You always feel like you're losing uh, because you don't really know the real story of what's going on anywhere else. And I feel like in a lot of those contexts, you know, and even a personal context, like when you look at someone's life from the outside, um, you know, you can't really know what's going on. You just see the results. Yeah. You see a a fucking front that they put out. Very Mm. few people present themselves as they truly are in the Mm. moment. And it, that's not a fault on those people. It's just not the reality of life. Like nobody wakes up in the morning in a bad mood and then like dresses like they're in a bad mood. And then like right. goes and advertises it. And you know what I'm saying? Well, like I mean, some, some people, do. well, some people, <laughs> yeah. But, but the point is, is that like, that's not how we humans operate in the social construct. Yeah. Like how we operate is we fucking try to come to work, contribute, do our thing, live our lives. And we try to put on our best front. Yeah. And, and that's just the natural uh, propensity I think of humans on a daily basis. And because of that, you know, certain people take that to an extreme to where they pretend like their shit is perfect. Mm -hmm. They have no problems. They have no struggles. They have no anxiety. They're just a fucking machine of winning and all this shit. And they don't, they don't realize that, you know, that's actually pretty harmful to, to try and like present yourself that way because the people that look at you as a leader or look at you and want to be like you makes them feel more, uh, on, on, makes it see, seem unattainable to get to where you are. Because, it's an unrealistic goal. Yeah, yeah. because you're yeah. setting an unrealistic standard. So, you know, I think when it comes to setting like a big goal, right? Like what I want to do with my life or what I want my life to mean or what I want my company to be like or what, you know, comparison's a natural part of that. You know, I, I, when I, when I, I think comparison can be very useful to humble you when you need it. Mm. Um, you know, when I start thinking I'm really awesome, I look at people like Bezos or I look at people like Musk. Right. Um, I, and I think, well, fuck, bro, I'm not even a booger on their fucking nose. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that can be helpful too. Um, that can also be harmful if you don't have the right mindset for it. Yeah. So I really think it's important to be aware of proper comparisons versus uh, just saying no comparisons. Because the truth is, is like, dude, you can't really learn how to be better if you're not comparing yourself in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Right? So there's there's a level of comparison, I think, that's healthy. And I think there's a level of comparison that is negative. And I think it's important for the person to have an awareness of which is which. Yeah. And, um, you know, that takes practice. You know, if you catch yourself looking at your competitors or looking at people that you admire and starting to hate them just because they're doing their daily shit, you know, that means it's probably not a good thing for you to be comparing in those ways. Right. Um, if you compare yourself to someone, let's say like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, like the rock, right. 
Like a lot of people look at The Rock and they're like, fuck, I want to I want to look like that. I want to be like that. Um, you know, you got to realize that like he's put in his whole life to get where he's at. Right. Right. And so like while that might be a good long term comparison for you, um, if you compare yourself today to that, you're going to feel like a loser. So like there's levels to how how we compare and stack up against what it is we're trying to create or achieve. Right. And so I think it's just important to have awareness. I think it's important to, um, you know, if you're feeling bad when you compare yourself, if you feel bad right now, look at what you're watching. Look, pay attention to who you're paying attention to and what information are you putting in your brain that's making you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think comparison is very valuable whenever we look at it in a healthy way. You know, like when you say, hey, what kind of life do you want? You say, I want a life like this person right. and this and this and this and this and this that they all have. Those are fucking great places to to shoot for. Um, what we the, say all the time, like you have to see what's fucking for possible. sure. Yeah. And, and I feel like when people hear no comparison whatsoever, they think that like they shouldn't even try to aspire because they right because right. they feel like there should be no comparison. It'd be equally as damaged. So there's there's you know there's different ways to look at this, and it's not as simple as some fucking internet buzz wine right. or a meme, right? You know, uh, comparison isn't always the thief of joy. Mm. Now it can be if you don't think about it, right? But it also is very useful in certain other aspects, especially when you're trying to live an exceptional life. How do you even know what an exceptional life looks like if you can't find people that are already living the exceptional life and then comparing your life against that and saying, okay, this is where I need to work. I need to work here. I need to work here. I need to work here. And then going and doing that work. Yeah. In that regard, comparison is very constructive. So, you know, there's multiple ways to look at that. Um, yeah. I think the person who's asking this question, I think they have a natural understanding of what I just said by the nature of the question they asked. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it doesn't resonate with them, right? They're, just like, not making they're sense. like, what do you mean no comparison? Right. right. Like, fuck, dude, if you're a competitor, you're going to fucking compare. Right. You know, that's part of the this whole no comparison like this all comes from the idea of oh we're not in competition motherfucker we are in competition Mm. we are in competition with other fucking humans that's the reality you can you can wash it with your fucking uh feel good emotions and make it sound sweet make it sound nice but at the end of the motherfucking day there's winners and there's fucking losers that's is a that is a fact of fucking nature if you don't believe me go watch national geographic fucking channel go watch a documentary on nature we are a part of nature, right? Humans. Competition is a real thing. Survival of the strongest is a real fucking thing, no matter what they try to indoctrinate our culture and society with. Have you ever thought about why they try to indoctrinate our culture, our, our society with fucking the idea that there's no winners and losers and that everybody's the same and that nobody should even try to win because it's unethical? That's because it makes people fucking nothing and it's easy to control nothing. Right. So. Winning well, it's, is great. It's easier to win when nobody else is competing. <laughs> it's, e- it's easy to keep people from taking over yeah. when they're not trying to win or be better. Right. So, you know, I, I question everything. I question all the social narratives and movements. I don't believe in the framework of society is set up for the prosperity of the natural human being. And I believe that, you know, there's a lot of things in, in, that have been going on for a long time that are designed to keep us from becoming who, who we could actually become. And I think this is one of them. Shying away from competition, not keeping score, giving out trophies for showing up. These are bad things. These are things that lead to what we're seeing in society right now. And I've been talking about this for fucking years. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a part of reality. 
You're going to have to compete. You're going to have to compare. Uh, can it get too much? Absolutely. But in general, like a big reason people become great is because they compare themselves to the greatest people on the fucking planet. Hey, that's real, man. Love it. <clears throat> Love it, guys. Question number two, Andy. Uh, as a small business owner, what's the best way to take care of your people when you can't necessarily afford to pay them well due to the inflation, all the shit going on right now in the economy? I have a lot of great employees. I don't want to lose them or get rid of them. What's the best course of action I can take right now? Anything you can do to improve their lives, anything you can do to make their lives easier. Um, you know, back in the day when we would, when we were in that position, you know, we would all help each other. We would help each other move. We would help each other do things. We would help each other with projects. We would fucking, you know, it's about bringing that family in tight, dude, and doing what you can do to help people in times when money's not an object. You know, I didn't always have the ability to pay people well. Yeah. Um, How about saying inflation's every day if you're a small business, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, just yeah. getting started. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a tough dynamic because, you know, um, when you're a small business and you're in, in the beginning, cash flow is always limited. Mm -hmm. So I understand and empathize with that, but you know, I've been through that a couple different times and you've just got to do whatever the fuck you can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, any any type of way that you can make their life easier uh i think you know and i also think that your employees understand that times are hard mm -hmm. um i think everybody understands that and i think sometimes you know small gestures that may not make a huge difference um make a huge difference mean everything yeah know? like hey i'm aware that you're fucking shit that shit's fucked up like mm -hmm. let us do this i know it's not a lot but like those little things that you can do here or there make a big difference to people in my opinion um I, that's been my experience yeah. you know what i mean uh that's a hard situation and and unfortunately i think it's going to get a lot harder i think things are going to get really bad financially um and i think you guys need to prepare for it i think everybody out there with employees needs to really talk to their employees about a plan if like emergency situations were to happen like what do we do how do we stick together how do we help each other i think those things are important because um i believe that we are truly in danger of having our financial system collapse at some point in the near future, which means there's going to be a, a time and of time, a period of time where like there is no money. Mm. You understand? Yeah. I mean, like it's going to be a really weird, different time and we're sliding into it. We're already seeing it in other countries across Europe. You know, uh, people in, in Europe right now, the poor people are not being able to survive. We're, we're really close to that here. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, you know, you guys got to stick together. That's really what it comes to. That it comes to. You know, you're going to realize that if you're the leader of a company, you're also the leader of these people. Mm. And you know, it's not just about your company. It's not just about the financial well-being. It's about everybody's lives and keeping everybody safe. And I could tell you this: the leaders that step up and help their people get through this tough time will get, in return, massive reward when they get through it, mm. because you'll have a galvanized team. You know, part yeah. of the reason people. People ask, like, how we develop what we have here at our companies. Well, a lot of the key people have been through really hard times together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, I would look at it as a chance to galvanize your team and, and make, bring your team closer instead of just trying to pay them more money um, that you don't have at that time. Yeah. So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get weird, and it means you're going to have to get creative. That's real, man. Sure. Andy, guys, our third and final question. Question number three. Andy, how do you correct or redirect course 
when you're on a path to accomplishing a goal and you see that a change in the game plan is needed, how do you redirect if you're in the middle of that fucking play? To, well, do I mean, you? You pivot. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, bro. Anytime, the minute you recognize that what, there's a nuance there, by the way. Hmm. Okay. The more experience you have, the quicker you're going to be able to realize. Hmm. The less experience you have, it's going to take you longer to realize, which means you're going to get longer through the play um, before you realize it's not going to work. And here's the thing. This is a big problem with small business because this requires real humility. When you, when you are on a plan and you realize that it's not going to work and you know it's not going to work, most people don't have the courage to change it. They will keep fucking writing it down because it was their plan, right? And they think magically somehow it's going to turn around or it's going to flip or it's going to create a positive and it's just not. Um, so you have to have humility and then the other thing you have to have is experience because the quicker that you can recognize when something's off course, um, the quicker you could pivot it into being on course. And, you know, it's really something that you have to learn through doing. It's not something that can be explained. Uh, but I know the most successful businesses are the most fluid. They're the people who can adapt the quickest. They're the people who, who can recognize where a pivot needs to be made and make it immediately with no ego involved. Like yeah. it, there's no like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. Fuck it, dude. This ain't the right play. Let's run this play. Right. You know, that's how quick it has to be. Iceberg. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how quick it has to be. There can be yeah. no ego. There can be no emotion. There can be no, this was my idea. So it has to work. And I think this reflects in society right now. We see a lot of people who have made a uh, mental investment and in going along with the agenda that's being propagated by our media, which has been clearly a fucking lie. And they're still having trouble letting go of it because. They bought into it two years ago. All in. All right. Those people will fail in fucking life and business because they can't fucking let their ego go and make a pivot. It's a, those things have to happen immediately. Now, now there's an asterisk on this. There's also a group of people who don't let their idea play out far enough before they pivot. Mm -hmm. And then they spend their whole time pivoting from one to the next to the next to the next. And you can't get ahead that way either. So when I said there's nuance, you have to be able to honestly assess the scenario, not hope. I'm not hoping, right? Right. right. I'm not praying. I'm not, I'm not like guessing. I'm assessing like what is happening. Oh, your fucking people are getting their faces shot. Who? Steve and Tony and fucking uh, Teresa got fucking their heads blown off. Well, we probably shouldn't go that way anymore. <laughs> Right. Right. Like I don't I don't send in three more and then three more and then three more. Yeah. That's how you fucking lose. Right. 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 So when you know. But let's say the scenario is, oh, well, we sent these three people in and they make they we've almost there. Well, then maybe you do send three more people right, in. Right. So there's all kinds of nuance, to these scenarios that you have to be aware of. But at the end of the day, this is about being a realist. It's about assessing the facts. It's about letting go of emotion. It's about letting go of the need to be correct. And it's about assessing what is in real life and making decisions quickly um, or maybe not as quickly mm -hmm. uh, if you're, if you're a, a, a chronic pivoter yeah. um, to make things happen. Yeah. You know? And so there's nuance there and you just got to figure it out. But I think most people, um, most people have not mastered the art of nuance when it comes to this. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they have a hard time seeing when the appropriate time is to pivot. Um, or they have a hard time seeing 
that they need to pivot or they have a hard time not pivoting too soon. Right. So these are all things that you just need to be aware of because they're all true um, in different scenarios that could present themselves. Yeah. So how you think through these things and how you, uh, you know, understand these things, it takes real thought. Like you should sit down and draw this shit out on a fucking board. If I do this, what will happen? If I do this, what will happen? If I do this, what will happen? And if you have to sit down and draw that out on a board or on a piece of paper to get your mind to think this way, um, it's worth it. Yeah. Because you'll develop a skill and you'll start to learn how this works. And then in the future, you'll be better at making these kind of decisions. Yep. But I would say, you know, it depends. Yeah, that's, that's the true. answer. To follow up on that, Andy, would you say that when, when, when scaling, right, like going from the 10 employees and, you know, now you got thousands, right? Like making those pivots, what, what's, what's like, what's the trickle down effect? Because like you, you said, the more experience you have, the easier it is to make those pivots. But like, mm -hmm. what's the actual process like of those pivots being actually, you know, installed and actually changed like from up top to. Well, for me, you know, what I would do is I walk in the room and I'll say, hey, this isn't fucking working. And they'll be, and, and I'll say, is it? And they'll say, well, actually it's this, this, and this. And sometimes when I get the real data and I look at it, I say, okay, actually it is working. It just doesn't look like it's working. It just needs a, more, a little bit more time. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. right. right I right. need to, I need to bake the cake for a little bit longer. Right. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, I walk in, I say, this isn't fucking working. And we look at the data and it's not working. Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, this is what we need to do. And the decision is made. We don't sit there and say, oh, well, you said. Right. <laughs> this and this and this would work. Or you you know what? He said this would work. I don't care about that. I care. Is it working or is it not working? Mm. And if it's not working, what do we need to do to make it work? That's it. And that's how the thought process should be. There's too much ego involved in most companies. Mm. You know, they want their plan to work or they want their play to run. Dude, there's a famous saying out there. It's amazing what you can accomplish when nobody cares about the credit. Mm. And that's that's the way to think about this. Like it doesn't matter if you came up with the best idea or the worst idea. We're all on the same team. Let's figure out how to get us on the best idea, no matter whose it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like ego, ego in leadership is usually what fucks all that up. Yeah. It's the truth. You know, people get a leadership title or a leadership ego um, or some power or an office and they think like, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people who just think that they got to have it their way. And yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, and that that is a that's a toxic leadership trait um, that will get you buried by someone who doesn't think that way and can clearly see the options that are better. Mm. So that's real, man. Guys, Andy, that's three. Yeah, go pay the fee. Let's go. Went from sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her own bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed.